I'm Jared. And I'm Eric. And you are listening to the Ascend Podcast, where college and university leaders, thinkers, and innovators come to learn practical and proven strategies for improving retention rates, graduation rates, and overall student success. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Ascend Podcast. I am Jared Tippetts and as always have with me Eric Kirby. Hey, good to see you this week, Eric. Hey, Jared. Good to be with you. Yeah, today we're going to talk about retention grants and this comes from the affordability section of our Ascend model. This is something that I think has come up, oh my goodness, I don't know how many times in our expert sessions as we talk about affordability as a strategy for helping students persist and graduate and those sorts of things. And so this is an important concept. It's an important strategy for helping with retention and graduation. That's why it comes up all the time. So let's talk about it. Retention grants. What are they? How do we use them? Just kind of riff on that for a minute. Yeah, I I think to help set the stage for this discussion, we have to go back to what it was like to be a, a poor college student. And I I say that because we quickly remember that $100 back then, in many instances, seemed like an insurmountable debt to overcome. And too often, we we fail to realize that, that the price of a book that they can't afford or inability to buy a week's worth of food or or some of these pop-up expenses, car repairs, medical procedures, job loss, family issues, that may only be a couple hundred dollars can send students into this financial crisis that can actually result in them withdrawing. One story of this is uh, I remember our withdrawal coordinator, Anu, was was meeting with a student who couldn't afford a price of a book, a $70 book, I believe, and was going to withdraw from the university because didn't know where to find the 70 bucks uh, because most of the money that that student was making was going to help, I believe, an uncle that was struggling with, with cancer or something like that. So we, we see that students would walk out our door, our institution, all the time for 50, 100, 200, 300 bucks. And so if there was a way to help them uh, stay in the game a little longer and help them with a, a one-time retention grant, uh, we believed that we could find greater success in helping these students persist and retain and get through to the next semester and kind of get their feet back underneath them. Yeah, that's one of the things that I think surprised me most when we launched this many years ago, is how small the amounts of money were that students needed just to stay. All right. I I think in some cases, institutions um, may fear that they've got to give away significant amounts of money. And at least in our experience, the, the dollar amounts were quite small that were keeping them here. Yeah, and, and I think this this was something else that really surprised and I think helped, especially with like institutional advancement when you're looking at fundraising. Oftentimes, a lot of our alum, you know, especially recent grads may not be able to provide what they think students need, that $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 donation, when in reality, a $100 donation could go a long way and truly make a difference in, in students' lives. So we realized that if we could create a retention grant and petition President's Cabinet for setting aside of some funds and allow us to award small grants, generally in the range of no more than $2,000, but generally around that $100 to $300 range, we could really help students stick around. So we we ran this through our withdrawal coordinator, uh, who is responsible for meeting every student who is, who is walking out our door, and, and tied it in with our financial wellness programs as, as well. 
But any student who who needed a little bit or was leaving uh, or wanted to leave this institution because of a lack of funding was able to meet and discuss options and see if we could provide this one-time funding. Obviously, things were looked into as far as, you know, is the student employed? How is the student budgeting and, and being responsible for their funds? Uh, how many hours per week are they working? What's their loan status? Whether they've applied for Pell or, or other scholarships? Can family members help? So it wasn't just a free handout. I mean, there was a game plan and there was some some research on our end. But once we felt comfortable with with where that student is at and their their legitimate help needed, their legitimate needs, those one-time grants were offered. And we were able to help a lot of students and continue to help a lot of students stay in the game a little longer. Yeah, a couple additional thoughts on that too is it was really important to us that we did not make this application process or this request process performative in the sense that students had to you know perform their trials in life and and those sorts of things so we were really careful not to go there with them but to at least just talk about other additional resources on campus and things that we could do to support them or other ways in which they could find resources and and those sorts of things. So that was really important to us. The other piece to this was in response to people saying, well, what are you doing about students who are just working the system? And the, the reality is, is we weren't doing anything. And yes, students are going to work the system. We, I mean, we would just have those conversations and, and we would try to help as many students as we could. And will some students out there work the system? Yeah, of course they will. And that's okay. And that's not our place to worry about it that much, right? The dollar amounts were so small that the benefits in helping students complete way outweighed a few students who are going to come in and work the system to try and get a few extra dollars. And so, yeah, this has just been a really important strategy for us. I know a lot of institutions out there have implemented these types of retention grants, completion grants. Some do it for retention. Some do it for kind of finish line grants there to help people graduate. There's lots of different models out there. The important thing is, is that we realize that many students are walking away from our institutions when we could help with yep. just very small dollar amounts. So that's it for this week's episode. Retention grants, give them a try. If you're not doing them on your campus, you'll find great benefit from it. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Ascend Podcast. We'll see you later. You've been listening to the Ascend Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, we hope you'll give us a like on your preferred listening platform and leave us a review. We also would invite you to connect with us on LinkedIn by simply searching for us, Jared Tippetts and Eric Kirby, where we would love to continue discussing today's topic with you. And for more practical and proven strategies, just like the one you learned about today, check out our book, Ascend to Higher Retention Rates, Practical Strategies for Increasing Student Retention, Completion, and Student Success, which can be purchased on Amazon.com or on our website, www.tippettskirby.com. We'll be back again soon with another podcast. Until then, keep on raging.